1: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite. IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host. And that would be me, Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE coalition of conservative and patriot groups in the, in and empire of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom loving America, loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free and prosperous. And if that doesn't say white supremacist, I don't know what does uh, that, 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 little, that little laugh you hear in the background is is uh, my co-host for the week. And she recognizes her most important responsibility of being a co-host on Unite IE radio. And then to <laughs> laugh at the host jokes. So congratulations. You, you've already passed the test. Well, when you're funny, it's easy. Yes, that is. You know, yes. Yeah, so so when, when one of my hosts didn't uh, laugh, she says, well, it's, it's supposed to be funny. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyways, so that, so the voice you hear and the laugh you hear is that from Deborah Polly, and uh, she is a great conservative activist. As she's been in, in the fight and in the battle as, for as long as I have, and perhaps somewhat longer, because she was already prominent and well known when I when I when I really got active in around 2011 2012. Uh, she was a two term council member in the city of Villa Park. She is founded as the president of Conservative Patriots of OC, and you can find them at conservativepatriotsofoc.org, dot org. And they meet in Santa Ana, I think, on the third Thursday of of the month. They have great speakers there and do do lots of good work. Uh, welcome to the show. And you, you you went back to law school. You know, you 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 were
2: a fine, upstanding Christian woman. Then you went to law school. Like, what the heck happened? I don't know. You know, I spent a good portion of my life making fun of attorneys and then God being God, uh, said, you know, guess what we're going to do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, but God had actually put not just law school, but Trinity Law School, which is a Christian law school on my heart 16 years before I ever went there. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, the law is the law. You have to learn black letter law, but it, the context there is it natural law jurisprudence. And, uh, really, when you look at Old Testament, you can see almost all of our current laws come from Old Testament law.
1: Well, there are just just basic principles on which any society has to be governed. You can't—and you see what's—and the the contrary is happening today. For example, thou shalt not steal. (laughs) Right. You you, you can't have a civilization— or a country in which it's okay to steal. But what are they doing now in California and other Democrat-controlled states is they've effectively legalized stealing.
2: Well, as Bill Clinton taught us, all you have to do is parse those words. So what is the meaning of is? What is the meaning of steal? You know, they've legalized stealing, legalized stealing. Then if it's legal, it's not stealing, right? Uh, They've made it legal. You can steal almost anything, uh, and you you can steal someone's firearm, because of the value of that firearm, you will not be charged with a felony. That's pretty crazy to me. Think about
1: oh, it. That. Oh, it is. And in, in California, you could walk into a store and steal less than $950, walk into the next store and steal less than $950, walk into the next store and steal less than $950 worth of cash and prizes, and you have no legal consequences.
2: Yeah, so we're, we're in trouble there. So the laws need to be changed. Actually, they just need to be reverted back to sensible laws, reasonable laws. It's no longer reasonable. And as we were discussing before the show started, uh, you don't even know what's legal or illegal anymore. And if you could be a very upstanding, law-abiding citizen, and they will find a law with which to convict you or charge you, uh, even, if, even if it's something that didn't exist six months ago. Of course, ignorance of the law is no defense, right? So they keep, they keep passing laws that make no sense, and yet you're supposed to keep up with it. The, the number of laws that are passed uh, and, and what we have to do, their entire offices in most companies, their only job is to keep up with current laws so that they're in compliance. That's ridiculous.
1: Oh, it is, and um, there was a book I don't know, and I, your what your, your comments made me recall it is maybe ten plus years ago. It was it was maybe twenty even twenty years ago, which the law was, wasn't even as bad as it is today. Is the, the title was Three Felonies a Day," and the uh, the premise of the book is is there are so many laws, and then so many more regulations, violation of which is a criminal offense that you figure that the average American commits three felonies a day.
2: Really? I've never, but you know what? I think that would probably be pretty easy in these, in these days. It's a frustration of the people, the number of laws that are passed. And that's part of the problem. Are we going to talk a little bit about current politics? Because there's a lot going on, right? Oh, oh, oh we, we we are,
1: but, but sometimes we, uh, in fact, this is not even what I plan to talk about here in first segment, but sometimes, and uh, this happened with my uh with my former co-host Don Dix, and oh, Don. We, we would we would we would say, okay, this next segment we're going to talk about X, yeah. And we never got to subject X. <laughs> but what the, but the, but this really is, and this actually is something I was kind of on my list of things to uh, to discuss, is the law. And uh, there was a uh, there was a clip this week of Merrick, who I call him, his Lavrenti Garland. Lavrenti is, Lavrenti, named for Lavrenti Beria, Stalin's secret police chief, who, uh, once infamously said, show me the man and I'll find the crime. And that's today's, uh, that's today's, uh, philosophy of the Injustice Department. So here's a, here's a brief clip of
0: Lavrenti Garland talking this past week. They uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless, different rules for the rich or for the poor. We apply uh, the facts and the law in each case in a neutral, nonpartisan manner. Uh, That is what we uh, always do, and that is what we do in the uh, matters that you're referring to.
1: Mm -hmm. And and what was really impressive was he kept a totally straight face and his subordinate, who was sitting next to him, kept a totally straight face while he said that. And I don't know, is there any person in America who believes what he just said?
2: I don't think so. (laughs) I can't imagine. You know, here's the difference. And and this is slightly uh, off, off that track. But Trump mar lago home was raided, but Biden's home was searched, you know, Secret Service was available there, you know, uh, at it, it, the difference between how the two parties were treated was based solely on their political affiliation, only that, only that. If Trump had been a Democrat. They would have made nice, made a phone call, uh, got a valid search warrant from a neutral and impartial magistrate, not someone that had already been, you know, uh, clearly in the camp of Hillary Clinton in previous litigation. Right. If it had not been that. But but they would have done things properly. They would have treated it differently than they treated uh, a Biden. and And what a difference there is there, you know, secure. A location. It's not like you could walk onto Mar-a-Lago. Anyone can, you know. And it's and it's in a secured vault. He's got Secret Service guarding him now as a former president, so it's not like just anybody can get in there. Biden's in a garage, in his garage, and what a cardboard box next to his Corvette. But that's okay. That's
1: okay. Yeah, but 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 in all fairness, the garage was locked. <laughs>
2: And it's impossible to open a locked, uh, garage. So, you know, before we get too far into that, um, you know, these extemporaneous conversations are usually the best and Don Dix was the best at them. Uh, I wanted to talk about Don Dix because, you know, we're, we're coming upon one year of having, you know, lost him. And that was a shock. But, you know, uh, last year, January, Twenty twenty two when we actually launched the conservative patriots of Orange County and Don Dix was incredibly ill and I had no idea how ill he was. He'd led me to believe that he was on the mend, that he'd been eating something, you know, that he was putting on a little weight, Uh, but he was. Ill enough that Gina Gleason and most everyone knows Gina Gleason, even if you're not me in the Lynn Empire, or Orange County, she's just such a powerhouse, uh, was going to come out and speak anyway. So she says, I'll pick him up. And she drove him out here. The conversation in January was how can the faith based community, the activist community and the establishment work together to be more effective? And when Don walked in, of course, with his walker. Uh, a year ago in January, uh, it was just shocking to see that. But even with that physical, his physical, uh, body being depleted the way it was, his mind was as sharp as ever and he was giving his last best for a country that he loved and had worked for for a long time selflessly. It was the selflessness of what he had done and the natural God gifted leadership skills that he brought to the table because of that selflessness that allowed him to be elevated. And, you know, because of that, you, you can see the difference in the impact where he was leading versus the impact where the selfish, the self-centered, the self-motivated, the self-driven uh, the, the fruits of their labor, very different. The fruits of his labor, spectacular. And so we, we did do a little remembrance of that time just at our last meeting, uh, that we had here in January, just kind of looking at where we came from as an organization, uh, in one year, uh, and quite far, very, very far. But it was people like Don who, um, you know, it's kind of funny. You talk about how, uh, you and I came on the scene at about the same time. A little, I was a little ahead of you, but you know, that's okay. Uh, Don was behind me, but took off like a lightning bolt. You know, he started behind me as an activist and ended up just shooting to the very tip top. Uh, and he ended up coming to Orange County to motivate us when in the beginning I was going out to the Inland Empire to help motivate you. And that's, that's the difference in the leadership. We have got terrible leadership. Um, in Orange County, terrible leadership in California. And I'm just talking about the Republican Party leadership and, of course, at the RNC level, and I know we'll end up talking about that at some mm-hmm. point, but that just we. I just want to pay some homage to Don Dix because he was such a spectacular person, and it's hard to believe he's been gone for a year. And from what I hear, some of the, the um, things he put into place that caused that party there to excel um, have has actually been chipped away at already, and the activists there need to guard against that, and they need to fight against that. You're going to find yourself in the place where Orange County is, where the Republican Party is no longer in the catbird seat. We're not there. You will remember a time when the Republican Party in Orange County was everything. We were the powerhouse, you know, and and every elected office was a Republican, but but the people can see what is happening when when people are not playing right and we had been infiltrated by by I'm sorry progressives outright democrats telling us we needed to soften our conservative tone if we were you know going to continue to prove proceed uh, as leaders and in fact what we ended up doing there was losing our our edge there are more registered Democrats in Orange County than Republicans now and the fastest growing um, b- base of voters is actually no party preference or independence that is a sad state right there so
1: it is and, and we, we, we will be talking about the Republican Party and the uh, the the who will be the next chairman or chairwoman of the Republican party? Uh, but I want, I do echo everything you said about, about Don Dix. And he, he was in, in, in this endeavor, and probably a lot of others, there's always a spectrum between being a hundred percent for yourself and a hundred percent for the cause. Nobody's a hundred percent either way, but there's people that are a lot more towards the hundred percent for yourself and, and other people like Don, which who are much more towards the hundred percent for the cause. And, um, he was, he was, he, that was a great loss to lose him. Um, but the message is, and we, in fact, we just lost another activist out here. He, I went to his service in the, in the last week. Uh, Ali Mazzari. I don't know if you know him. He, he, he died. He died. He died at, he died at age fifty three. I think it was a pancreatic cancer, and um, it just showed. You know, you make a difference. Well, you can, because we never know how how much longer we have available here on on this earth. Uh, We are a little past time for our break, so let's hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this.
3: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
4: Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM
0: 590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite
1: IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Pleased to have on the show this week, uh, Deborah Polly, longtime political activist and all-around troublemaker, uh, the uh, founder and president of a new group in Orange County called the Conservative Patriots of Orange County. And you can find them at org. We're talking about say, about legalities and Don Dix and so on in our in our first segment. Uh, but there's a big meeting in down in OC this weekend in which the Republican National Committee is going to select a new chair. The current chair, uh, with with a decided losing record, Rona McDaniel is running for re-election, and uh, against her is Harmy Dillon, a conservative attorney from San Francisco, as well as. A member of the board of the California Republican Party, which no one seems to ask her about, and Mike Lindell of My Pillow, who's been a great activist in terms of of election integrity around the country. And this is a, an election has nothing to do with what the people want, has nothing to do with what Republican voters want, or even Republican electors want. It's a narrow election of the three Republican committee, national committee members from each state. And they get and they get and they get uh, to make the choice. Um, what's your view? What's your view of this? Um, probably not. You're probably not a fan of Ronna McDaniel.
2: Um, do you do you do you have a preference in this race? Well, you know, I do. I almost always have an opinion, but it's always a well-founded opinion. Now, I thought her name was Ronna, but maybe I'm saying it wrong. But I think the part that you're leaving out that's really critical when you're talking about Ronna McDaniel is it's Ronna Romney McDaniel. Do not leave out her maiden name, because that whole Romney thing tells you almost everything you need to know about what side of the Republican divide she's on. And as we've discussed in the past, there's a civil war in the Republican Party. And, uh, yes, this vote is taking place down in Dana Point today. We're we're taping this on a Thursday uh, today, which was yesterday or tomorrow yesterday when you asked me. (laughs) It It could be yesterday or tomorrow or the next day. It could be, but so so this is Thursday that we're, they were doing this and the vote is taking place in Dana point. It's 168 actual votes. So we have the national committee man, the national committee woman, and the chairman of the Republican party from each state. And then also from six, the six districts. So that's the 168. One of the things that's interesting about that is that before the race was ever even declared back in, but prior to November, uh, Miss Romney McDaniel was running around, Mrs., well, I guess Mrs. Romney McDaniel, was running around getting uh, those voters, those votes, those 168, trying to shore up the, the support that she needed, a majority support. So she had 100 of them that had already declared their support for her before the race was even declared, before we ever even knew who might be taking her on as the new Republican National Committee chairwoman or chairman. Uh, I think there's no confusion there within the Republican party at that level yet, although there has been down here at the lower level in California for sure. Um, but this is what you need to understand. This is a federal level. So we've got a civil war taking place at the federal level, at the state level here in California and in Orange County. There's, a, there's definitely one taking place, but this is a federal level race. Uh, you've got. Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel, clearly in the establishment camp. She is 100% about the donor class of the Republican party, does not care at all about the grassroots or the volunteer base, which is what you need to actually win. Money will only get you so far. Money only gets you so far. And then you've got, you've got Mike Lindell, who's clearly 100% in the grassroots level, although He's, he's a big time donor in that he uses his own funds to fund a lot of the work, the spectacular work that he does. So he has a lot of cred with the grassroots. But then what I kind of figure in the middle, and when you, uh, when you, uh, characterized, um, Carmite Dillon as, as a conservative, attorney in San Francisco. That sounds like an oxymoron. Can that be? You're in San Francisco, but she is. And some people, when she first came out of San Francisco, because that's where she, you know, came out of people assumed immediately, Oh, she must be pretty liberal. Just the opposite. I mean, she's definitely proved her chops. Uh, she's done a lot of wonderful work for the party. Um, I have my own story about when I met her, uh, when she was running to be the California national committee woman. Do you need to break do you need to take a, a stop on that?
1: No, I I was I was just um ready to uh, I, I had some comments to make, would you finish out what you have to say and then I will uh, I will jump in.
2: Oh okay. Well I, I'll tell that story in a second, but but uh Armie Delon is kind of, in my mind, the best of both worlds. She has street cred with the grassroots, which we absolutely need to restore as far as the Republican Party goes. And then we have she also is highly respected by the donor class of the party, first of all, because she's smart. We like smart. She's uh, very well spoken. She presents our our policies and positions well. She defends them well. Very articulate. And in fact, some of the highest level donors to the Republican National Committee have come out in strong support of her and said that if she doesn't win, they are he is going to and he is going to direct his buddies to start sending the money toward individual uh, candidates or toward entities that actually will uh, work with someone like Harmeet and get away from the swamp dwellers. Uh, And so the CPOC board unanimously voted to support Harmeet Dillon. Uh, Perversal, I know her, uh, and I've watched her for a while, and so far she hasn't disappointed. And in the world of politics, as you well know, that's pretty rare. Okay.
1: Yes, but... And, yep. and, and 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 by the way, harmony Dillon pr- approves that message.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not working. Okay,
1: yeah, I know, and, and it doesn't matter because one is this will be broadcast after the vote, and two, they, you know, they, um, it, it's it's very narrow inside our election. Um, very true. Harmy Dillon has done some good work in her, and she has a regular law firm. that does regular business and whatnot for for clients and makes money. But she also has a nonprofit conservative advocacy side of that. And they've they've done some good work, particularly in the COVID cases and and others. So I would would respect that. Um, She is a board member of the California Republican Party. Right. Even worse than the National Republican Party that is headed by Jessica Patterson, Who is, who is nothing more than the head coach of the California version of the Washington Generals. And that Washington Generals is the faux team that plays the Harlem Globetrotters (laughs) in their shows. And she's done nothing. I mean, she's done nothing to reform the California Republican Party. Hasn't criticized, I've seen Patterson or what the California Republican Party is doing and not doing in one iota. So we had Steve Frank come out and spoke to us in. January. Steve Frank is a a conservative activist, very experienced in California politics. Um, He said that, you know, that Harmeet Dillon would be just a little bit better than Rona Romney McDaniel. And... Given her track record in the California Republican Party, that's probably so. And we're, we're at 24 seconds here in this in this segment. So we'll continue this a little bit on the other side of this. But um, there's no pa- – the idea that we're going to get um, Harmy Dillon in there and everything is going to be good. I don't buy that. But we'll discuss a little bit further
3: after the break. Stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IU Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do. And that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own. Or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about. And whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape, California... I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
0: Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number
4: 9921 United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is Car Carstar All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Carstar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
0: AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite,
1: i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office that of the Private Citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the and Empire. Pleased to be joined this week by Deborah Polly, who is the founder and president of the Conservative Patriots of Orange County, and you can find them at conservativepatriotsofoc.org. org uh, Deborah Pauly is a great conservative leader. She went and became an attorney. I have no idea why she, why she would take a, uh, such, a, such a bad turn like that. Um, but uh, she is just a well-known troublemaker in Orange County, and we certainly need more of them. Before the break, we were talking about the leadership race in the National Republican Party, which is going to be decided actually before this show is broadcast in at a, at a meeting at some fancy hotel in Orange County. Uh, the incumbent Rana Romney McDaniel has lost and done poorly in three elections in a row, and of course uh, thinks she deserves another term to, to continue her track record of of failure. The she has spent huge amounts of money on travel and flowers and entertainment and consultants uh, rather than uh helping republicans get elected. Her main opponent is Harmy Dillon, is a conservative attorney from San Francisco. She is frequently on Fox News particularly Tucker Carlson. Uh, she has a nonprofit conservative advocacy law firm and has done some good work there. As we we're talking about that uh, She's also on the board of the California Republican Party, uh, which is even, which is much worse, much more rhino-ish than the National Party, has is totally, completely useless if not working for the other side. Is, and Carmeet has done nothing to try to reform the California Republican Party, which, as Steve Frank points out, has not registered any voters since 2012 or 2011. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They think that might be something that the party might want to do. So the question is, you know, whoever wins, is it going to make a heck of a difference? And you're know, looking at Harmeet. Yes, yeah, she, she went to Arizona for the last election. Which, at least as to Kerry Lake and their state attorney, state attorney general candidate, the Republican, whose name escapes me. Was clearly within the within the amount of fraud that came out of Maricopa County and probably even the statewide, uh, the national Senate race there, and the National Republican Party, and including and Harmeet Dillon, walked away from Kerry Lake. They they're willing to let them steal that election. Just by way of one example, they they printed up wrong size ballots in for Republican areas on election day only screwed up the machines, caused huge waiting lines, and disenfranchised hundreds of thousands of Republican voters that day who couldn't didn't couldn't take time off of work to wait in line for three hours to vote. And to her discredit, Carmeet Dillon and, and as you might probably would expect, the National Republican Party did nothing to help Kerry Lake. So I'm uh, I'm skeptical that even if uh, Harmeet makes it, and I would choose her over, just get somebody else to, over, Ronald Romney McDaniel, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a big difference, that the party remains unwilling to seriously address election integrity. Why that is, I'm not sure, but that remains so. I don't see that changing under Harmeet. And mm-hmm. what do you say?
2: Well, you're going into election integrity, which is that you, when you're talking about what happened in, in Arizona with Kerry Lake. Right. And, you know, uh, the issues there with election integrity are myriad, myriad. And as you know, in any battle you have to in any war, in any war, you have to pick your battles carefully and you have to pick winnable battles. Harmeet was in no position as the California Republican National Committee woman to make those sorts of decisions about where the RNC was going to send its resources to fight in that area. Um, Kerry, become. I will say this, I understand that Carrie Lake's key uh, consultant is actually backing Harmeet Dillon for this position. Um, one of the things you need to understand about the California, Republican National Party, is it's, first of all, not a one-man show. What can Harmeet do as a single individual to change things, particularly when her colleague, the National Committee man, is backing Ronna Romney McDaniel, and her, uh, Jessica Patterson, who's the chairman of the California Republican Party, is also backing her opponent, Ronna Romney McDaniel. I understand that Kevin McCarthy had promised Jessica that if he got elected, you know, as a speaker, that he would elevate her to the RNC chair position in the next go around, the next cycle. However, because of 20 pretty strong patriots, uh, from the Freedom Caucus who held the line, they somewhat weakened his position. He is not, he's not as strong as a speaker as he might have started out being, but Jessica Patterson has no, um, she has a vested interest in ensuring that a weakened run Romney McDaniel stays in power. And when you are fighting against a Republican Party and you are in the executive committee and I I can't speak to some of the things that I know because there's confidential. I, you know, when I have confidential conversations, I have confidential conversations with people Uh, and this is not a confidential conversation. So I'm going to be careful about what I say, but you know. um, Why start now? (laughs) Well, I I mean, it will be different for me. I will say (laughs) it is different, but when you've got people who are working against you, as you are trying to make changes that'll probably benefit everyone, uh, that's a real problem. Now, I do understand that the California Republican Party unanimously voted to endorse Harmit for this position to rNC and and Sean Steele and Jessica Patterson said not one word. and yet the yesterday, actually yesterday, uh, around noontime, uh, Sean Steele knowing full and well that his party has already unanimously endorsed Harmy, which means to me he should be following the marching orders, right? It's from the bottom-up leadership. We voted, we said, this is who we would like to see as our national committee man, one of those who's going to be voting. Shouldn't you be voting and vocally supporting who your other executive committee members have told you they would like to see it supported, but he's not doing that. He had Ron Romney McDaniel at an event in Westminster, a volunteer appreciation event. Oh, now suddenly in the 11th hour, we're going to try to promote her as someone who gives a flying fig. I use the word fig, so do not edit. Hmm. A fig.
1: We know what you meant.
2: Okay. A fig about the volunteer base, the grassroots. She does not, not in the least. Now, I will tell you that Harmeet does. I know she does. I will tell you how I met her. I want you to know this because this tells you a little bit about her personality. When she was running to be the National Committee woman, she was flying from county to county. She probably visited out there as well on her own dime to present herself to the central committees of each county. She was doing that. She flew down to Orange County. At that time, I was still an elected member of the governing body in Orange County, the central committee there. And Scott Ball, Scott Ball, one of the most disgraceful chairmen you could imagine, one of those who's caused a great deal of destruction, where we lost so much voting base, was the chairman at that time. And he was so incensed that she was there and wanted to present herself to the body. He acted as though he, he was doing a massive favor by giving her five minutes to get up in front of the body and present herself and explain, you know, what she intended to do to help. And from what I understand now that Har meet now you know, she was basically just a volunteer. She was a volunteer attorney that was helping with, you know, uh, election matters, helping Republican candidates. She was a volunteer and she was a volunteer at that time vol- to take a volunteer position. And it's interesting now that she's done so well that Scott, now Scott Ball no longer the chairman, which was a good decision. Uh, to get rid of him. Now he's running for Congress. That we don't need that to happen. But but he cannot he cannot do enough to bend over backwards to kiss her. You know. Uh, oh well, Fanny. You know. <laughs> you know. Now that she has been elevated because she's proven herself. So this is how she was treated by the establishment when she was trying to help. I know what that's about because I have done. My- My own. What they try to do, what I've watched the swamp dwellers, the manipulators, the backroom wheeler dealers do is kill off anyone, particularly women who are strong, independent thinkers, articulate, capable of of doing the right thing. And for the right reasons, they kill them off. So, you know, I was immediately drawn to her. We talked who is very genuine. You know, when you look someone in the eyes, you could tell the difference between somebody who's just playing you and someone who's for real. She's for real. And she has been very uh, accessible to me, even though I have, I'm in no position of power. There is nothing I can do for her. I'm not even a delegate to the CRP anymore. I actually declined my delegate appointment this past go around because I just could not stand being in that cesspool anymore. I know Jessica Patterson well. I will tell you how I met Jessica Patterson. Uh, She was at that time just a young pup. She was coming out of the union administration. I think it was Longshoreman's Union administration, and she had been tapped to be part of the Marion Bergeson Excellence in Public Service series, which was uh, it was named Marion Bergeson for our state. But each state has one. And it is an RNC executive training program for women, Republican women th- that they think have an opportunity or p- the potential of moving upward. And I was tapped for that same class it was a large class at that time. So I met Jessica. Uh, at that time and she said she wanted to be the it girl and she was willing to do whatever it took to be the it girl. But what she brought into the Republican party was not the same principles and philosophies that you and I understand. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, um, the ends justify the means, whatever those means are platform be damned. What's the platform? We don't even know what that means. Uh, and anything for money. It was all about mother's milk. It had nothing to do with the, with good governance. Nothing to do with limited government, nothing to do with individual responsibility or holding elected officials accountable. None of the stuff that you and I know to be right and important for society, for the civic duty that every single one of us holds. And she is in a leadership position doing damage, damage, damage. And I like Jessica as a person. Since then, she's gotten married. She's had babies. You know, she's a, a mom and all this, but she's not. Yeah, she, she. Uh, is another one that needs to be cleaned out. We need a clean house. Let's start at the top. I'm hopeful that the RNC voters, those those 168, will see that it's time to clean house at the federal level, and then let's work our way back down to the grassroots. Listen to the grassroots.
1: Well, we shall see who wins and whether, that, and whether if there's a change, whether that makes uh, makes any difference. I will believe it when I see it. But let's hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio All-Star Collision place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want
4: quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, Car Star, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is Car Star, All Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
0: AM590, the answer.
1: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office title of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Pleased to be joined this week by Deborah Pauly, all-around conservative troublemaker from Orange County and the president and founder of uh, the Patriots of Orange County. Several items kind of struck me this week, which I think are of interest and maybe didn't get a heck of a lot of, uh, of attention, is there was a, a story that a reporter, uh, coming back, a conservative reporter, was coming back from the World Economic Forum Conference um, and she was searched by TSA five times, including her luggage and, uh, pat downs, supposedly a random search. And that comes after, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf, who is uh, suing Twitter for colluding with the government to censor her. And she's been a contrarian from the official narrative on on COVID. And she was also randomly selected for a search, including what she describes as a groin search by TSA. The... um, there's a poll that came out this week that only 16% of Generation Z, the, the latest generation, are proud to be Americans. One of the good news is a judge ruled that, at least on a preliminary basis, that AB 2098, which uh, would have re- could have revoked doctors' licenses for dissenting from consensus, quote-unquote, on covid If they gave anything contrary to that, of course, that consensus has changed over time. But unfortunately, that judge has ruled that that's going to that violates the First Amendment. Who would have thunk it? And the last item kind of struck me as being kind of illustrative of larger things is there was a Fox News reporter. Whether I did the weather on the weekends and he was going home on a subway in New York City and he was beaten severely by a group of. Quote, teenagers, unquote. Um, and you see a picture of his face. You can't show it to you here on the radio, but his face is badly bruised. His, his ribs were bruised. And not only did they just release the teenagers they caught without any bail, they released them without even any criminal charges against them. And, you know, which We talked about the illegal life stealing now New York is effectively legalizing beating up people because you can do it with absolute lack of consequences and of course these teenagers will continue that and probably escalate it into uh, something even worse life in america in the in the last uh, in the last week mm-hmm. and you can pick in all of that uh if you want if you want to comment on it.
2: I did not hear you what percentage of young Americans and was there an age of what percent no longer are. What was the what was that on the only 16 percent of Generation
1: Z, which is the latest generation, 18 to to 30 or something like that, um, are proud to be Americans. And this is after they've been indoctrinated. And taught to hate America and the government run schools, and probably a lot of them have gone on to advanced anti-American indoctrination in the so-called universities. Mm -hmm. And how do you 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 can't maintain a country? A, A country depends upon transmitting its values, its history, its culture, and belief in the country that this is something worthwhile continuing to succeeding generations. The country a country cannot survive on that basis.
2: And that's the goal, by the way. Exactly. That right, all of these, all of the things that you mentioned are huge and they all kind of feed into one another. I mean, there are, there are young people, you're not proud to be an American, you don't see any sense in our, our laws or our, you know, what our values are, then you're going to think it's okay to beat up a Fox News reporter, you know, uh, while they're trying to just get home from work. I mean, that's, it's to, to these marauding crowds of teenagers and when they when when young people don't have any kind of a, a foundation they will seek it somewhere and they're not being provided with a healthy foundation. uh families are being ripped apart mostly because of policies that have been put in place long for a long time not just recently this is this is one of the ways that um you know, China has actually inched its way in by causing so much trouble within family units, uh, by causing um, uh, debt to soar, just to a place where, you know, there's no way our future generations are going to be able to ever pay that debt off. There's, there's no hope for many of them. The young people in this age bracket, this 18 to 30, many of them feel hopeless. Uh, they were locked down during key parts of their life. When you and I think about, what we were doing when we were just sixteen to you know twenty eight uh, we were not being locked in a house uh, and not allowed to go to school not allowed to go to social events not allowed to spend time with Family, you're going to kill grandma if you go see grandma because of COVID, right? And so a lot of, a lot of that might not be passed from parent to child because let's face it, at that age group, kids don't want to listen to their parents, but they will listen to grandma and grandpa because that's a whole different, you know, that ever skipping every other generation. And that's where a lot of these things are passed down. So when you shut that opportunity to have that time together, that intimate time together where a lot of these values are passed on, I mean, even myself, I I learned most of those stand up when the flag is going by at the Fourth of July parade. I learned those things from my grandparents and uh, the way the families are not being um, allowed to spend. We're not allowed to spend time together was a huge issue. But. A lot of what's happening, it's just communism is what we're seeing happen. It is communism. They started calling it socialism. They call it, started to call it progressivism. They just changed the name when people start figuring out what all of that means. And this intimidation that's a, a occurring with, you know, any conservative uh at the with the TSA, like there wasn't, they weren't being targeted, right? I'm sure she looked like your basic. I know, I know what some of them look like. They just look like your basic American citizen. So let's target them. I wonder sometimes that the TSA is not just an arm of the United Nations that's been put in place to ati- intimidate and strike fear in and actually destroy the joy of traveling, which we used to enjoy in this country. We used to enjoy being able to travel how much longer before we have to show our papers. We need to fight back right now. We were curiously close to that point where if you mm-hmm. didn't have your COVID papers, you were not going to get to travel. And and peop- enough people woke up in this country that we put a stop to that. But every once in a while you'll see government even in orange county uh they'll start trying to you know push a little bit of that in there redeclaring some side of health emergency uh to see if they can you know are, are you guys still you guys still afraid of this situation no not anymore now we're just plain old angry no you're not going to do it not just no but hell no you're not going to do it and that does need to be the response when we're being intimidated these kinds of conversations that you're having greg That you're sharing with people are just priceless because we, it's not a matter of us saying what we think. It's a matter of us confirming for others who think like that and uh, like we think. And that is the majority of people. No, you're not crazy. You are spot on. No matter what the mainstream media tells you, no matter what the public schools are dishing out to your poor children, your poor children. Uh, you you are thinking properly. And because of that, you should have the power and the strength and the courage to rise up, stand up, and assert your rights and authority. You have the authority. We have the authority as the American citizens to determine how we are going to be governed. Oh, I got right. on my box for a minute. How many, I mean, the, one that
1: was disturbing is how the government used the the COVID. Pandemic, pandemic, scam, um, uh, hyped that, distorted it, lied uh, to advance their power and subjugate the people. But the other was is how readily people surrendered their freedom, which is because some government expert says, "Well, yeah, you you need to wear a mask." Oh yeah, I I'll wear I I'll wear I I'll wear, I'll wear yeah I wear a mask, or you need to lock down, or whatever it is, and they went they went along with it. Um, Freedom of speech is, is on the uh is on the retreat all across the the formerly free world. Uh, we're fortunate here in the sense that they can't lock you up for what you say only, but in Europe they certainly sur- they sure can. And uh they're they're threatening Elon Musk and Twitter if you don't they don't censor according to EU censorship laws. In um you in the UK recently. A woman was standing vigil outside of an abortion mill, and the the, the police came up to her and said, "What are you doing?" Well, "I'm just standing here." She said, "What do you what do you, you think?" What, "You know, is, you know, I mean, you're thinking? Are you are you praying?" And she admitted that she was praying silently in her own mind. They arrested yeah. her. Right, right. They arrested her, and people went along with it. It, it wasn't this, it wasn't just that the authorities did it. It was that people there was no there was no outcry. There was no. The patent, all the, there the, the weren't 20 pastors on that same spot the next day doing the same thing, saying, daring them to arrest us. You know, the pastor Jack Hibbs and the pastor Arthur Polowski's our pastor Tim Thompson, people like that are too, too far in between. Um, always wish we had t- two hours of Unite IE radio, but we got only 20 more seconds and I'll turn that over to you to, for anything, any closing thoughts.
2: Just off of what you said about the government using fear as a bludgeon to uh, beat the people into submission, which is what they did with COVID. We need to be fearless. If we were, maybe more young people would be proud to be Americans.
1: Well said. And tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio.
4: Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
3: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do. And that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
0: Ed Hoffman and MLS
4: ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate.
0: AM 590, the answer.